everybody out there on the internet, friends, enemies, everyone else in between. We're back with another episode of the PlayStation Report. I'm Frank, alongside Tyler. Tyler, how have you been, buddy? I am good. How about you? You know, I had a lot of shit happen between, you know, the last time we spoke, Mm -hmm. uh, but... All things considered, I'm doing just fine. Good. Yeah. You have a good little little honeymoon. I did. Yes, it was it was cool. Went to Asheville, North Carolina. Mm. If you like beer, that's the place to go. Holy mother of balls! There are so many breweries down there. You know that's that's probably a contentious thing to say, considering there are a lot of places that are good for beer. Someone out there, there is going to be like, yo. This place is actually good for beer. Yeah. Okay. Let me <laughs> let me qualify a little bit. If you're into craft beer, okay, there's just craft breweries. I everywhere. still think there are going to be some people out there who'd be like, "This guy's full of shit." I know a place that's full of craft yeah, beer. I don't know, but there there's like twenty of them at least. Oh. They're fucking everywhere. Oh yeah. Um, it's something about like the river that runs by Asheville. They can get good water from it and all this mm, stuff. And okay. Went to uh, Sierra Nevada. Do you know them? Oh God, Beer no, company. no. They uh, they have two breweries. One in not too far from Asheville in North Carolina. The other one's in Chico, California. And this place was. We did like a tour, and it's pretty fascinating to learn how they make beer. Mm. Um, especially at that grand of a scale, um, because they ship to like 19 countries. I forget how the amount he said that they produce per day and ship out. It's pretty insane. Um, but yeah, basically Sierra Nevada created, well, let me back up, but like they were one of the first ones to do like a pale ale that got mm-hmm. very popular because what the guy was saying that when Sierra Nevada started in like ni- the late 1970s, there was only like 40 breweries in the whole United States. And now there's over a thousand. Um, so pretty crazy. But yeah, it was, it was cool. I, I recommend anyone, if you get a chance to go on a tour of a beer place, do it because it's pretty fascinating to, to see. Yeah. To see how they do it, but... Yeah, that was cool. It's beautiful down there. Went very high up. Mm-hmm. You, in, in certain spots, you get up to like 6,400 feet above sea level, which is pretty high. So, it was cool. Yeah, sounds like it. Sounds like fun. Oh, boy. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, it's been a while. Of course, last week we gave you all... Our, uh, each of us gave a top 10 list of our PlayStation 4 games thus yeah. far. I feel like already that's changed because of a game I, I recently completed. Yeah. Um, that game was on your list, though. Yeah, right? I think it goes higher. Oh, okay. All right. Like, it was... A, mm, yeah, we'll talk about it later. Okay. Uh, but Tyler, have you even had time to play video games? It sounds like you've been having fun elsewhere. Um. Yeah. No, I, I've had some time... So, the day of my, the late the night before and the day of my wedding, um, you know, it just does not take dudes uh, that long to get ready for things. Yeah. Just throw on your suit and you're like, <laughs> exactly. fuck it, I'm good. So, I was just chilling, playing some Assassin's Creed Odyssey, and uh, I 
have finished the first episode of the Fate of Atlantis DLC, uh, which is... I don't know. Was it out the last time we recorded? Yeah, it was. Yeah, I mean, it's, it, it was it's, just out. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's it's cool. The story's cool. Um, it goes to some interesting places, some interesting choices that you have to make, some interesting dynamics between all the character storylines, um, some really tough situations uh, that you get put in and it's just it's a beautiful area to be in and I'm looking forward to where it goes there's two more episodes of it um, but I, I recommend it uh, for those who want more Assassin's Creed so that's all I got to play I didn't get to play anything while I was on vacation I come back and I believe it was the next day after I came back it was more just a chill day I literally played Assassin's Creed Odyssey for nearly 10 hours straight. Wow. And I did this because I wanted, I started the legacy of the first blade, which is the first DLC. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm just going to play a little bit of this and then get into some stuff. But then the story really hooked me and I'm like, fuck it. I'm just going to do it. I am going to finally get myself caught up on Assassin's Creed Odyssey so I can take this fucking game out of my disc drive you know, I have like a love-hate relationship with this game because I feel like I can't get away from it, but I enjoy my time playing it a lot. So I'm like, I'm just going to do it. And I committed to it. And I, uh, I, yeah, I finished all three episodes in basically two sittings. Nice. So that DLC is pretty solid. Um, it, it, it's, you know, it takes you to places um, that you can visit in the based game but I think it uses them pretty well uh, it's more about the character dynamics and the relationships you make with some of those characters the mysteries that kind of happen um, so in Assassin's Creed Odyssey the base game you have a cultist list to take out like a tree um, that was kind of the same thing in Origins um, now um, there's another one there's a new tree for each DLC. So mm. you, there, if you want more of that shit, there's more of that shit. Um, really cool boss fights in certain uh, situations. And then also just kind of interesting. Um, they do some tie-in stuff to some other things that I'm like, okay, cool. Now, I know that was a point of contention uh, when I think it's the second episode drops um, is you have to make a decision. And, and at first they kind of, the developers forced you to make that decision to, um, you know, it's, it's, you know, to love a man or not. Mm. Some people want to play Cassandra not doing that. And that's totally cool. So you can, they did adjust that. You can choose not to, I played a Cassandra that's just, she loves everybody, man. Mm. And so I made hot love out of Babby. And it's interesting what that turns into. I won't say um, who, but, you know, at the end of the third DLC, which the third DLC was uh, storyline wise, I thought was really good. It wrapped up well. Last boss fight was cool. Um, yeah, I, I just thoroughly enjoyed playing it. It was, it was a damn good time. Um, just being on vacation i got so far behind on my podcast 
I get really crazy when I get yeah. behind my podcast, like really bad. Like I'm talking, I had like 15 podcasts Ooh, that I wanted to listen that's to. Like, I'm like, fuck. That's over a day's worth of listening. <laughs> yeah, it was, and, and some of them are long, like yeah. giant bobcasts and stuff. And I'm like, fuck. So I just plowed through a ton of them that day. And it was, it was a good time. So finally caught up with Sasuke Odyssey. Nice. So I will return to that game when the second and third episodes drop, but I think I'm definitely going to be done with I mean, there's more things that I would like to do, but i got to play other things, man. There's other things to play. I think I'm clocked in right now at 75 hours in that game. Wow. So, And I know a lot of people have put in like over 100 hours just in the base game, which I just I could not do that. So mm-hmm. I, I can imagine that when all is said and done, I'll be around. This is hours. a game we would have loved to have in like high school. Oh, 100%. This would have been like, yo, this is the one game I want for Christmas. Like, yeah, exactly. I won't ask for anything else because I won't have time for anything else. Exactly. I, I, it's it's kind of a weird analogy to think of, but I, I bet when that, you know, this game dropped last October, um, you know, Assassin's Creed Odyssey could be someone's like Skyrim. Yeah, yeah, you know? very much. When we were in high school, we had a lot more time. No, I didn't play it. I was a jackass. I didn't play Skyrim when it came out. But like, I remember you and so many of our other friends were obsessed with Skyrim. That was the jam. And I'm sure, you know, it's the case probably with Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Just this massive fucking game. Um, yeah. So played that. And the only other thing that I played was I finally started Days Gone last Oh, night. yeah. Hmm. It is the most okay open world game I have ever played. Hmm. It's just okay. It's not awful. It's not great either. Like, it starts off, at least, I've played the first two hours, and at least these first two hours, I think, are just really slow. And some of the dialogue is so bad and it's so awkward and the audio is so up and down in terms of like the volume level of it i'm like what the fuck like and then it kind of just it controls like ass like total fucking ass i did not expect to hear that to me, like coming from Assassin's Creed Odyssey, which plays pretty silky fucking smooth. I know Assassin's Creed Odyssey is not a shooter, but even though, you know, you pull out that bow, you can really bang some stuff out with that thing. It feels good. Whereas Days Gone feels awful to shoot with. Take the floatiness, weirdness of Uncharted and take it up another notch. Oh, you know, uncharted shooting is serviceable, but it doesn't it's not the greatest. There's it relies a lot on that snap to aiming. It does. It does. But Days Gone, I feel doesn't have that. Mm-hmm. And so I got in my first firefight and I'm like, oh my God, this just feels awful to do. And then the cover system, you know, it's one of those cover systems where you just crouch and it's like he naturally takes cover. You know, it's, there's no like actual cover button or cover mechanic. Um so it's kind of hit or miss there, but man, the aiming just feels really bad. Um, moving your character doesn't feel awful. Riding the motorcycle is awkward as fuck, and it controls like total wiener. Now, I've heard that uh, you can upgrade the bike later on, and that gets better and all that stuff. I get that, but why can't I have, why couldn't they make it feel good and then feel better? 
You know what I mean? Yeah. It makes no sense. You know, I think the very first gameplay moment where you finally take over um, Deacon St. John, fucking you're on a motorcycle. I was crashing this thing in the trees. I had to chase this guy. I'm like, oh my God, this just feels really bad. Um, Getting used to it. But um, what I do enjoy about the game so far, though, is I think the story, um, I'm interested where it's going to go. I'm interested a little bit in the backstory. Um, I'm not saying it's the greatest story in the world, but it's at least something there to keep me interested. I also like the stealth sequences a lot. I like uh, sneaking around, taking the freakers out, taking out other dudes, that stuff. It's very, and it's kind of an overused word, but I think it's very applicable in this situation. Like the stealth kills are visceral as fuck in this game. There's in, in any of the melee combat. I mean, the first, you know, when the game kind of is going through like a tutorial, it's teaching you the melee combat. You get forced into a situation. You just, you know, you press the melee button, grabs this guy and just stabs him like four times really fast in the gut and then slices his throat. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> I mean, like, there's, there's, there's a more efficient way to do that, Deacon. Yeah. I was like, holy crap. You know, they definitely set up a tone that this is not mm. a very friendly world at all. I'm interested to learn a little bit more of why the world is what it is as well. Um, so that stuff is at least enough to keep me going. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's an open world game. You have skills, you upgrade, you get skill points for doing stuff, you do missions, there's a big map, you go here, you do this, you clear this checkpoint. You have an inventory, you, you, you're collecting stuff left and right, you craft shit. That sounds like a video it's, game to me. It's a video game, but then, like, when it comes to open world games, it's, you have to be a good open world game you have to have a really good hook to it i think what they're trying to go with in days gone is the hook is the story and then i guess the motorcycle but like the motorcycle doesn't feel that great so to me it's just kind of the story um it's a game that i'm going to play more of will i finish it maybe because hearing that it's 40 50 maybe 60 hours long is absurd yeah i was not like looking at the type of game it was it was i was not expecting like that long of an experience no way i was expecting about half of that to me this should be like a a fucking tight 20 hour experience you know maybe even less than that yeah in and out to like spider-man length Mm -hmm. you know spider-man god of war like that i love the length uh of those games and they feel good and they don't it doesn't feel like the game is totally just wasting your time um also those games are just a little bit more rewarding um as well uh so we'll we'll see I, I'm, I'm going to play more of it but like i said i there's there's better games that i could be playing right now i think that's my thing but i do want to just it's a playstation exclusive you know it, it to me there's something there that could have been really awesome. And maybe in a sequel, it could be because this is Sony Ben's first project in a long time. This is their biggest project they've done. So I could, I understand that. And I understand where people are going like, Oh, it's a good first stab at that. And I I go, well, there's guerrilla games 
and they made linear first person shooters and then totally shifted genres and fucking nailed it. Yeah. First go. Like I, so that's not 100% an excuse to me. I think there's probably something to grow on with this, but yeah, we'll see. Because there's another game coming out next weekend or next week that I'm just way more excited about. Mm. Being yeah. that Rage 2. Yeah. So we'll see. Ah. And then there's just, yeah, some backlog stuff. I yeah, there's definitely well. some backlog stuff to include Sekiro. You need to play more Sekiro. Yeah. I beat that game. I saw. It's so fucking good. Yeah, I saw. I got the least of the three good endings, the least good of the three. Yeah. But I got the good ending. The bad ending cuts the game short by like a couple hours. Oh. Yeah. Because you have to make a choice at a certain point. And yeah, it's basically... Is it unsatisfying? Um, so I looked it up. I looked up the, that ending and it definitely feels like a bad ending. It's like, oh shit, you mm. did... <laughs> yeah, it... Hmm. I don't want to spoil it, but it, it's not It's not a good look. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I love that game so much. It's... It might, it's, you know what? It's a front runner for game of the year for me. Yeah. I'm struggling to figure out if any game releasing this year will beat it. And I don't, I'm looking down the line and I'm like, no, Sekiro might be it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the last boss fight. Uh, tough. Oh God. Okay. So the last <laughs> boss fight took me like between 30 and 40 attempts. Holy shit. <laughs> Whereas any other of the boss fights didn't take me more than 12 Mm. yeah that's crazy but the sequence for the last boss fight is just so fucking rad and you you need to get to the end of the game and see it because it it's like just even leading up to it some of the areas you go to and some of the other bosses leading up to it like just visually and conceptually just probably some of my favorite boss fights in like any game it's mm-hmm. so good will i play more sekiro this year absolutely will i finish it i have no fucking clue i'm not oh, going to guarantee that. so i finished it but at around awesome. 36 38 hours somewhere in between there okay not bad um, I could have done it sooner if I was better at that last yeah. boss fight. <laughs> I'm sure those from software games, like if you're just the master at those games, you could probably breeze through them pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, that's awesome. I want to see if I can win that opening encounter in the game, the first boss fight. Oh yeah, that you're supposed to lose. Yeah, I wonder now if like I could go back and be like, "Yo, fuck you! Yeah. The game's over now." Yeah. Is there, like, a trophy for that? I don't think so. Oh, there really should be. That's That sucks. But, yeah, I, I think I might I might do some New Game Plus stuff with that. Uh, I'm hesitant because I want to know if there's going to be a DLC later this year. Um, because that would be a really cool thing to explore, and I hope they do have something for it. Uh, but I do want to go and actually get to the other endings. Right. Um, but yeah, it's, it's so good. It feels so good to play. And like when you're zoned in, like on the attempt for me to beat the last boss, I like leading up to the last phase of that boss fight, I was like, man, this ain't the one I don't have, like, I don't have any healing gourd left. Like, and this, and 
lo and behold, I fucking did that. I'm like, oh shit, I can really do this. So I go over and I, I pop one of the uh, sugars that let me have more resistance. And I go in and I'm like, yeah, fuck you. Did it feel like you, you really had to have like a good solid mastery oh, yeah. of, of Sekiro's fundamentals, I guess? Yeah, it's like... It really tests It you. really tests you at the yeah. end. It is. It makes sure you've learned everything that you, you were supposed to learn. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's it's really good. Like j- just the way you have to read certain bosses, and man, there's one there's one boss fight in particular. Uh, everyone who <laughs> everyone who's played through the game will know what I'm talking about. But um, when you go to the divine realm, oh god, <laughs> that that boss fight is so cool. God, you need to play through this game. It's so fucking good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I I'll play more of it for sure. Yeah, and then picking up off, after Sekiro, I decided to pick up Bloodborne again, and I've been playing on some Bloodborne. High? Yeah, I'm on that. I'm on that <laughs> high. Mm, that that big gamer energy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I've been playing through Bloodborne. I got to, well, actually today I beat the Witch of Hemwick. Uh, so I've. The bosses I've beaten are, I beat the uh, Cleric Beast, Father Gascoigne, uh, Bloodstarved Beast, um, Vicar Amelia, and Witch of Hemwick. I think the next one I'm going to go for is Dark Beast Parl. All right, right on. But yeah, it, yeah, that it's a really good game. I've got That's that. Awesome. I've got that big uh, Ludwig's Holy Blade. Mm. It's yeah, it's so good. Bloodborne's a great game. What's your dude look like that you made? Oh god, I put up a gif of him. Um oh, is it the green guy? Yeah, it's that green okay. guy. Alright. Yeah, he looks goofy then. Yeah, he looks awful. That's what went with. <laughs> yeah. Uh yeah, it's cool. it's so fun. We gotta decide what from software game we're gonna do. Yeah. I have all three Dark Souls games. Mm-hmm. Uh I also have if we wanna d- deviate from from software i have the first neo and neo 2 is supposed to come out this year true maybe we should just do neo mm-hmm. I think uh, that'd be fun or we could also since it was the playstation plus game last month uh the surge yeah that i would say personally my picks would be dark souls or neo okay never played first dark souls neo looks cool mm-hmm we should just do it and fucking commit to it now that I have a little bit more free time. Cool. Uh, yeah, that those games are good. Yeah. Uh, I've also been playing quite a bit of Apex Legends. I saw, I saw your epic win you had getting on the zip line, yeah. mowing dudes down. That looked pretty good. Yeah, with my last bullet and the oh. devotion there at the end. Yeah. Getting that kill. Oh my god, that was so good. But I, I've had like this week, I've had seven wins. Right on. And God, I just, I'm feeling it. Yeah. I am absolutely feeling it. It really, like, it really depends on who you match with randomly, but, like, I I just feel like if my team gives me a chance, like, if they can stay up and put, put a little bit of fire on, on other teams, I, I'm just so comfortable with those, with all the weapons there. It's mm-hmm. so good. Yeah. Fucking awesome game. We have to play more Apex. Yeah. Too. Like seeing you play it, I'm itching for it. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I th- I think I'm gonna have to start uh 
start recording, doing some game capture and recording my Apex matches just so I can, like, I can catch some of the highlights. Like, I used the PlayStation Share for that last one, but you can't really get the high-res stuff from that. I think that record in 720. Okay. Um, but, yeah, I... Yeah. Mmm. Mm. Yeah. That that win today felt really good. That was like, I went up a zip line up to the top of the building, and both my teammates went up before me, but I was lagging a little behind. They are they were already up there, and they both got downed. And I think there were two enemies left, mm-hmm. and I I killed them both, and with like and with the last bullet from my from my uh, devotion, I downed the last guy. Wow! Like. I mean, I had my G7 Scout with me, but that's like that's a long range weapon. I had yeah. like a six X scope on it. I would have been kind of fucked if I had to go back to it. Yeah, but man, it just felt so good just going up there and mowing Sparking. them down from yeah. above. Yeah, my very first win in that game, I wiped out the final like three guys that was left. I had um, uh, what's the big? It's one of the big um light machine guns the spitfire game. spitfire i think that was it and it I, uses heavy ammo yeah, yeah i had spitfire i popped um the bloodhounds uh ultimate yeah. ability i threw thermite grenades to trap the guy in and the circle was basically right behind him and just mowed through everybody and it's so satisfying when you do that in that mm-hmm. game yeah. uh they said uh, second battle pass will be detailed around E3. Yep. Probably at the EA Play thing. Yep. Yeah. Looking forward to seeing, you know, what adjustments they might make to it. But mm-hmm. I need to play more because I did buy that battle pass. So I need to just play some shit. Mm. Get it. All right. And I think that pretty much does it for the games. I So I've been going back to Stardew Valley. I've been playing it on my Switch, but it's Stardew Valley. Y'all know what that game is. Mm -hmm. Uh, I've been playing it before bed, Mm. and that's just that's that's a bad combination because I end up staying up till like three a.m. playing Stardew Valley. (laughs) Yeah, that's just not good. Mm. I mean, the night we went to see Avengers that opening Thursday night. Yeah, uh, you and I recorded this show, and then. Um, we played some Dead Cells, yeah, which was really cool to get back to. Um, Ultimate Chicken Horse again, yeah. Played some Ultimate Chicken Horse. That game's such a fucking riot. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just I want to have a nice meaty Ultimate Chicken Horse session because yeah. I feel like when we've played it, we've been a little rushed. I just want to fucking do it. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a hell of a game. Yeah, the, like the it might have been the last game we played. It was just complete chaos because this time we had four people playing, so there's even more shit on the field. It was like it was so much, um, but then there's the one waterfall level oh, where God. you have to work your way up, and nobody did anything for the longest time. Yeah. I mean, it was probably ten fucking rounds before someone finally made it and scored. Yeah. Uh, it's such a crazy game. Mm-hmm. Also, Avengers is so good. You should go see Avengers. Yeah, Avengers. but I'm sure everyone has seen Avengers at this point. Yeah, I hope so. It's, it's a yeah, Avengers is great. Um, but Tyler, we haven't recorded in like two weeks, and shit has happened between yeah. then and now. And God damn it, Randy Pitchford can't keep his fucking mouth shut. Oh, God, I feel bad for anyone working at Gearbox, Ugh. being working so hard, and then seeing this disgusting man <laughs> go out here and just spout all this bullshit um 
so they had the Borderlands 3 event in LA uh, a couple weeks ago and Randy Pitchford was on stage talking about the game said there were not going to be any microtransactions and that they would but doesn't seem to understand that buying cosmetic items counts as microtransactions and was really being an ass of him making an ass of himself on Twitter <laughs> just yeah it it it's not a good look like he no. he's looking like He's just on tilt. Like, anytime anyone says something to contradict him, it's like, holy fuck, dude, can you calm down? Yeah. So the like, Game Informer reported on the story. Yeah. Or reported a story saying that, no, there is microtransactions in the game. Randy Pitchford literally freaked the fuck out on Twitter. Yep. And <laughs> did it like an 18 uh, tweet thread. Yeah. <laughs> went all out uh, towards Andy McNamara, the uh, editor-in-chief of Game Informer. And, you know, Andy, he was pretty calm and cool about it, just yeah. saying that that's their stance. And he's basically saying, like, no, when you have a transaction like that, when you offer this stuff for sale, that's a microtransaction, Randy. It's, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And, yeah, Randy, I, he just he answered everybody. He just went after everybody. Yeah, he's <laughs> like if I was 2K, I would call this guy up and just be like, "Please stop, stop." You know, mm-hmm. you, you would think after the whole uh, fallout that came out of a um, couple months ago with the other Gearbox employee and the whole the, uh, the, flash the lawyer drive and porno and the, yeah. stuff, yeah, the actual lawsuit that's happening. Like, you think he would have went away a little bit after that, but man keeps going and, and to and, me he is he's wrong i'm not gonna just say he's a fucking liar but he's just he his interpretation of what a microtransaction is is different than what it actually is and uh it, it's not like the worst thing in the world because it is just cosmetics but also still, like dude game. learn when to take the l and be like yo yeah i misspoke exactly Exactly. Like, just learn to, like, this is definitely showing that this is telling of his character that he, like, can't, he can't just say, admit when he's wrong. And I think that further, mm, that, that casts a certain light on other allegations that have since been made against him by former voice actor of Claptrap, Claptrap, David Eddings, um, so he's not no longer uh, voicing Claptrap for Borderlands 3. Uh, and he went on a thread here about him. I'm not going to read the entire thing. Um, but so he, this is the one I will read. I ultimately offered to do it for free in exchange for past royalties owed, plus an apology for something I've never spoken about publicly until now. Randy Pitchford physically assaulted me in the lobby of the Marriott Marquis at GDC 2017. Now, this is a big accusation to lobby at yeah. him. Um, but, he, you know, it's it's one of those things where it's like, your boss hits you, but your boss is this huge figure who could make you go away. And, like, I, I, I don't know. There, there's, like, this certain pressure to, like, not... There are There is definitely, like, I, I've seen a lot of people be like, why didn't you report it to the police? And, like, there are plenty of reasons you don't report that to the police. And the 
major one is out of fear, like that you won't ever be able to work again or like that, that they have power over you. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it's, it's stuff like that. But also like there's, there's other stuff down in here. Uh, let's see. Hmm. Yeah, there's take your pick here. Yeah, the one here aside as an aside seems a bit conspicuous that he chimed in on my salary, but didn't mention anything about the twelve million of revenue he siphoned away from the employee royalty pool. FYI, Gearbox employees are asked to take lower salaries in promise in the promise of royalty shares. So basically, David Eddings did say he would come back and voice Claptrap for free, but he, he if he got paid his royalties exactly, and. Uh, that did not happen mm-hmm. to Gearbox, and so that's why he's not voicing Claptrap in Borderlands Three. Also, I've been hearing things that fucking Gearbox just uses their internal employees for voice acting and doesn't necessarily like that's totally bypassing the voice actors union mm-hmm. and that that kind of stuff. Like it's yeah. just not. It doesn't seem like things are being run very well over at to at a at um, Gearbox and. You know, when shit ain't running well at Gearbox and it's not running well because of management and that that has to come from the top. Like, he's like, there's it seems to me that like Randy Pitchford is guilty of a lot more than just like a, a lot more of just crime. He's also probably guilty of maybe being a bad manager of people. Right. And yeah, I mean, it's just constant, you know thing after thing that comes out of former employees or things happening now at Gearbox that's like, oh my god, dude. Like, um, whether it's all his fault or not, um, you know, it, it is something that right now is really taking away from Borderlands 3. Yeah. Which is a highly anticipated title. I know more guys. about this kind of shit that's happening than I do about the game. Yeah, exactly. And it's just, it really overshadows everything right now. And it's almost like, well, what the fuck is Randy Fitch we're going to say that's dumb next sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. It's just, I don't know, man. It's, he's, he's a weird character. And <laughs> I mean, even past things that he said is just like, it's just he definitely says stuff um, and then tries to constantly defend himself. Yeah. But he doesn't ever choose to stop when he should stop. And I just I, I mean, 2K's got to say something to him. Right. I mean, or maybe I'm sure they have or something like that. Like, hey, Randy, cool it down a little bit sort of thing. You're kind of overshadowing or like 2k sends over hey this is going to be the pr person for your game now yeah you take a back seat it's just crazy yeah it it just shows a total lack of awareness from randy's point to like just not see that oh shit i'm making a fool of myself Mm -hmm. and it's i don't know i don't know if that's ego or just lack of awareness or what yeah, but it, it's not a good look, and I hope that you know maybe maybe this all stops and we can just focus on Borderlands. That would be cool. Um, be awesome. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the other piece of news I decided to pick from the week that we missed: Psionics uh, has been acquired by Epic Games, makers of Rocket League. Did, were uh, are saying certain things about this move, s- such as it relates to esports. They want to expand on that. 
Um, and eventually, uh, Rocket League will be on the Epic Game Store. And it hasn't necessarily been clear what will happen to it, the Steam version of that game. Yeah. I could see it leaving Steam, honestly, but yeah. I don't know. I mean, that would be a bummer because a lot of people, like, say you bought it on Steam and you own all the DLC and then the new DLC doesn't drop. Right. Like, yeah. Mm. Does this yeah. make you, like, what's your feelings on this? I mean, I just hope that uh, Epic lets Psionics do their thing and doesn't try to pull them in on other stuff because that would be a bummer if, like, resources were taken from Psionics to work on fucking Fortnite. Yeah, I mean, I, I doubt that will happen. I hope that, you know, I, I, you know, we went over the whole story of Fortnite and its very intensive development mm -hmm. that has been causing some uh, crunch issues and everything. Epic does understand the games as a service, and that's what Rocket League has been for a number of years now. I think they'll definitely let Rocket League do its thing. Um, and, you know, it's just, it's a little bit more support that Psyonix now has, mm -hmm. you, you know, with uh, whatever, marketing, development support, whatever that mm -hmm. they need, um, they now have. I wonder if uh, Epic, there's two things with this. Will Epic have Psyonix make something new? And like keep Rocket League going, but maybe I'm not saying make a Rocket League two, but just something different. Does Epic also continue to acquire developers to build a stable, and then have just maybe exclusive games on Epic Store or whatever? Mm -hmm. You know, are they going to enter this sort of game? Um, that that will remain to be seen. But it's an it's an interesting. I, I, I definitely did not see this coming. Sort of thing. I either. see this as Epic hedging its bets, considering that Fortnite's not going to last forever. It's it's just not. Yeah, yeah like, it it definitely can't maintain its uh, number one popularity. Yeah, and it, I don't know. It's it's seen. I would I was expecting Epic to go more the Valve route and become a store, a PC marketplace to rival Steam. If they end up buying all these developers and then going that route, and then these developers are hung out to dry without games to make, and they're just supporting a store, that would be a bummer. Um, but I, my my largest hope for the, for this is just Sinex to be able to keep doing what it's doing and maybe mm -hmm. more if they want to. Yeah, expanding on the esports, you know that that Rocket League has a ton of potential in that market, mm -hmm. and so I think that's that's something that can really help. With the backing of Epic. Yeah. Uh, but that does it for last week's news. Um, coming up here, we've got some stuff happening with the law and loot boxes. The Senate looking to ban loot boxes. <laughs> At least that's what the headline says here. Uh, yeah, so... Yeah, this seems like tar this seems targeted at um, pay-to-win style stuff. Uh, it, I don't know. Like, we'll see. I I don't really have much hope, and I with the government getting involved, it's I don't know. The name of this bill 
is pretty intense. <laughs> Protecting children from the from abusive games act. Mm. <laughs> you know, I, when the whole loot box stuff happened in fall of 2017, when it really all came to a head, um, you know, the video games definitely pushed too far in in this sort of stuff where there need needed to be regulation uh and video games chose to not really do it themselves um you know that was basically why the esrb was created and now we're seeing uh we've seen a lot of like european governments get involved and now the united states government is looking to get involved which quite honestly shocks me yeah i'm like because you know united states very capitalist Corporate driven. They were like, yeah, you corporations can do the what the fuck you want as long as you yeah. put money in my pocket. Now, I wonder if so let's just say this goes through the Senate and passes. I really wonder how this changes video games, how it changes uh, in in game purchases sort of um, with the game. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because what if, you know, how, how does it change for the um the dad that has a, a five-year-old kid um, and or just a younger kid and but he's playing on his account unknowingly somehow the kid picks up the controller starts buying shit you know is there is there going to be some sort of protection on all accounts for that to not happen because how do you uh, how do you uh, avoid that situation yeah, I understand it's very, you know, it's definitely possible on like a children's account to avoid that stuff, lock those things out. But, you know, how do you avoid that situation if this is something that happens? Um, yeah, yeah, it, uh, it's, yeah, I, I definitely, I don't know the exact wording of what this, what this uh, bill would include, but yeah, it, it would have to be very careful because like, there's there's a world where like where a bill is passed carelessly that like really fucks over some games like think of rocket league for example like the way it makes money is through a it's battle pass and b it's loot boxes which are cosmetics only but like i don't know it depends how this is written right yeah See what happens with this. Yeah, I'm. I'm curious. Like the actual contents of what this bill is isn't out yet, so we don't know what exactly it says. But um, apparently, this uh, senator Josh Hawley, Missouri, he likes to go after those tech companies. Went after Facebook. Um, that was his big thing recently that he went after. Mm. So, yeah, I mean, I'm sure this will develop throughout the year and we'll come to a conclusion hopefully soon whether it's just or not. such a fine line. Yeah. The, the whole loot box thing. And we've definitely seen video games over 2018 and even continuing into 2019 really uh, move away from them. I've really seen as many games have them mm. just because of that right. association. Okay, well, John Wick 
3 is coming out later this month. Yeah, I'm going to try my best to watch all both the John Wick movies. You still coming. haven't watched any no, of them? No, I have not. That's and one of the things I was hoping you would do. <laughs> no. And then just knowing I really want to see the third one, and I know John Wick is right up my fucking alley, so I'm going to try my best to watch it so that we can go see it next weekend. Maybe we can hang out and watch it together, because I'd like to Maybe. rewatch those. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's going to be a John Wick video game. Tyler, what would you think a John Wick video game would be? Um, Something like stranglehold do you remember that game oh god it's an early 360 ps3 game uh it was um i forget it also had another name like attached to it it was like a third person action shooter you could slow down time dive over tables pow 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 just shooting dudes in the face it was really fun uh it didn't have much of a great hook beyond that but my goodness i loved playing that game when it came out Hmm. um that's what I would imagine. Like a third person action shoot 'em up sort of thing. You know, fuck with my dog, here you go. Well, mm, turns out that's not the game you're getting. No, it's not. So, um, Mike Bithel's making this game. Uh, creator of Thomas was Alone was Alone. It's a tactical game. It's yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna look at this trailer real quick. Yeah, it's like tactical and choice based. So, uh, if you get into a situation, you'll have a few choices to do, um, to choose from. It looks interesting, and I think it's definitely not the direction that I thought a John Wick game could go. But maybe that's for the better. Maybe this mm-hmm. is some a way that it would just be more intriguing to play, rather than maybe just a shoot them up sort of thing although that would just be fun um but it's called john wick hex yes it has a really interesting and cool art style very much of a mike bithel game mm-hmm. he you know his games have really cool art styles to them um and i just think it's cool to have a big license like john wick going to a smaller studio like this mm-hmm. i think that's a really cool thing and i hope we see that a lot more yeah, because indie teams, uh, they take a lot more risk and they are a lot more creative with their games. They have smaller budgets, all this stuff. And I think, you know, not every uh, big license needs to have a big name studio behind it to just put something cool out. You know. Hmm. All right. Yeah. I, so, I'm. I was almost convinced that there there should have been a John Wick campaign in uh, Super Hot. Oh, that would have been awesome. Because it just made oh, so much sense. That makes a lot of sense. <laughs> like, I, I don't know why that didn't happen. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of business things, but that game looks, and when you're playing it, especially in VR, feels like you're John, like, your John Wick. I mean, you wouldn't. You didn't watch the movie, no, so you no. wouldn't know. But yeah, that that's that was the thing that made the most sense to me. But seeing this, it it has a lot of potential, and I I hope it does well. Uh, Anthem not doing so well, but it seems that Bioware is committed to Anthem, as people keep talking about Dragon Age. Uh, so there's just a series of tweets here that are like that are pretty much oh god 
Okay, so there are certain employees over at BioWare who are differing on their on their statements here on Twitter um, about what they're focused on. So Mike Gamble said there's been a lot of incorrect speculations on this. The studio support and commitment to Anthem has not changed. Whereas Mark Dara here says, we aren't working on Dragon Age 3. We aren't working on Dragon Age 5. I guess that's that. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, so, hmm, there is, I, I don't know, man. I just don't know what what's happening. Yeah, so they delayed a lot of their content roadmap, and I, you know, they chose to f- do a lot of quality of life improvements to the game, which I think is good. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I, you know, I think they're just being a little bit quiet. Um, Anthem's such a hot button. Yeah. Video game. <laughs> Honestly, and I think especially after that story, they just are going quiet and they're they're going to put stuff out as it happens, but I think it's it I mean it's obvious. I would think that not everyone's working on Anthem anymore. They have to start moving forward um in thinking about Dragon Age 4 and what what is that going to be since apparently they relaunched it again internally. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it seems like uh, they're transitioning to uh, new leadership as um, some people are moving on to what's next. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, yeah, it there is... I don't know, man. I think... Does Anthem last a year? <laughs> a year? That's That's hard to tell. I think we have to get through this initial content roadmap that they announced and see how long that takes. And that, I think, will really tell you of their commitment. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm really not sure. I haven't. I, I just. I haven't had the urge to even go back to Anthem. Like yeah. that's that's how I feel. Honestly, I have no urge to play Anthem, even like on the cheap, picking mm-hmm. up used or on sale or whatever. Um, I just, I don't care. And I feel like a lot of people at this point don't care about Anthem and especially with such a competitive market of live service games there's so much better games to play even when you're talking about you know this shooter genre you know you got the Division 2 out there that's chugging along Destiny 2's chugging along um, you know there's Apex Fortnite so much shit to play mm-hmm. in this sort of environment that yeah I, I just don't know how long Anthem will last we'll see I don't know. See if Thieves is still going. I know that's an Xbox exclusive, but see if Thieves is still going. And you know, you know how yes. rocky that was at the start, that like how bare it was. That's true. They've turned that game around. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. All right. Well, Tyler, I imagine this next thing excites you. Ghost Recon is going. There's a new Ghost Recon game. Ghost Recon yeah. Breakpoint, and thankfully, it is not doing a racist depiction of a South American country. (laughs) No, it's not. It is going to Aurora, which is a fictional place, the Aurora Islands. Um, Yeah, so this definitely a move away from some of the not-so-great things they've done with, they did with Wildlands, Uh, but you saw the trailer for Breakpoint. John Barenthal. Yeah. 
the the antagonist. I don't want to shoot him. I like the Punisher. The Punisher was a good show. Punisher was a good show. R.I.P. But yeah, a new Ghost Recon game. I think this year, right? I think that's what they said. Yeah, October fourth. Yeah. Um. Yeah, they they've kind of improved. Well, we'll see they've improved but they've adjusted some things so it's still a uh, open world co-op game which is cool that was the best part about yeah. wildlands i just hope they fixed their fucking servers it, dude it's ubisoft ubisoft oh, always God. has online problems like no I, I we i haven't tried to play it uh since i moved but we probably got to play that game twice yeah together because I literally could never connect to the server properly. I never had trouble with any other Ubisoft game except for this one. It's so bizarre. Um, so hopefully they fix that. It I mean, I used to have problems with uh, with Rainbow Six. Like, I, I've had problems in the past with a lot of Ubisoft's online stuff. Yeah. So some of their stuff's just weird, but... Uh, one thing that they're getting into is a little bit more realism. Um, just realism from fall damage and, and how you recover health, mm. uh, the way bullets work and all that stuff, which I think with the gameplay that Wildlands had, that could be a pretty wild thing. Mm-hmm. No pun intended. Um, you know, I, I, I very much looking forward to yeah. that. I hope this game is a little bit more tasteful than Wildlands was and has better writing and dialogue. (laughs) The way that they're countering that is that so in Wildlands you have a crew of people no matter well if you're playing single player you have three others Mm -hmm. and the dialogue was fucking awful but it was great at the same time no just because it was I, so bad i will say there, was, there were times where i'm like that is so bad i love it there are so many times <laughs> where i hear the word fuck stick used yeah. unironically <laughs> yeah it was bad so their way to counter that is you just don't have anyone now it's just you if you're playing single player you don't have uh squad mates with you which is fine. Yeah, I'm okay I with think, that. I think that's that's that's, that's better for me than yeah. to have to listen to whatever. Oh God. Yeah, I'm uh, just remembering Wildlands, and I'm like, God damn, that was so cheesy, and I don't like it. I don't. I didn't. It didn't work for me, honestly. Like that 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 kind of cheesy bullshit. Yeah. And, yeah. And it then weird. just some of the shit that they decided to like thematically pull and just the racist kind of stuff they did with uh with Wildlands, like just depicting Bolivia as this total chaos cartel state. Like mm-hmm. I don't know. That that just felt a little bit that that felt wrong. Not just a little bit wrong, it felt wrong to me. Like you just wanted to set this here and do this stereotypical depiction of mm-hmm. And I don't know. Yeah, and and yeah, and the story in Wildlands was just awful. Anyways, I mean, it, yeah, there was kind of no reason for it. But I, I think with them doing a fictional world, uh, fictional island or whatever, they can get more creative with it. Mm-hmm. You know, they they don't have to be trapped into realism, which I know Tom Clancy likes to be rooted somewhat in in a realistic world. Um, but fuck it, why not? Mm-hmm. Um, there's going to be some new abilities, new takedowns. Uh, there's a tech torch. Um, 
that stuff could be neat. The toys in Wildlands were fun to play with. I loved the gameplay of Wildlands. It was a very repetitive game. Very, very repetitive game. But the scale of it, the beauty of that world, the goofiness of it uh, was really fun to, to, to do. Um, and But it was just repetitive. I mean, it was such a huge fucking map and you're just going there and, and kind of doing very similar missions in all of these different sections of the map. To me, I feel like they're setting breakpoint up to be sort of the same way. Like uh, mission goes wrong and you're trapped in this island and you sort of have to work your way out sort of thing. I could see that happening. Uh, so we'll see on that. But one thing that was cool about Wildlands is it did have a lot of really cool post-launch support. Like Ubisoft's been really mm-hmm. good with that. One thing they introduced was their ghost war PVP mode. Yeah, that um, was interesting and, we didn't yeah. play enough of that. Right. I really enjoyed what we played, but PvP will be there right off the bat. They also said that all progression is across all modes, hmm. which is neat. Um, Cutscenes will offer dialogue choices, which, okay, I think they're just trying to keep you interested in the story and engaged in the story because I'm sure they have stats on how many people just skipped all those cutscenes, much like in The Division 2. In both Wildlands and Division Two, I, I was just like, I don't give a fuck, and I just skipped all the all this, um, the cutscenes. I imagine so, it will be another good podcast game. Yeah, definitely, and that's <laughs> what Wildlands just... was. Um, let's see, there's going to be classes, but you can switch between them at any time. There's going to be specific abilities. Um, every four months, a new major expansion will launch, including the very first raid in a Ghost Recon game. Huh? That could be cool. Um. Yeah, and a fun surprise, the, villains, the villain is Cole D. Walker, a former ghost introduced in last week's Operation Oracle DLC as an ally to your squad in Wildlands. So there's even new stuff in Wildlands for you to play. Um, yeah, in the trailer, they showed off these weird, like... Um, the drones? Kind of t- drones and the tank-looking things. Uh, kind of some interesting futuristic sort of stuff yeah that they can get into now that they're you know kind of breaking away from that it's going to be different like biomes sort of things like they had in wildlands to play in which i thought that stuff was really cool um yeah we'll see the the thing with wildlands is it's when you think about it there's not a ton of difference between wildlands and the division there is and there isn't like they're both kind of they're Tom Clancy shooters you know they're set in different um, situations but Ghost Recon's just not as hardcore of an RPG as The Division is Um, so we'll see I will say this I didn't out of all the things that I thought Ubisoft was going to announce this year a Ghost Recon game was not one of them Mm -hmm. I mean I guess this pretty much confirms that Splinter Cell's not coming yeah um but i wonder if with this new uh location just the new direction for ghost recon if this this is the one that could potentially set up a uh, splinter cell game maybe if this whole tom clancy universe is all in the same thing yeah i think ubisoft's 
crazy if they don't have a Splinter Cell game in development. So I mean, it's it's probably going to happen. It's going to happen in the next generation. Yeah, definitely. Um, this just seems more of one of those kind of Ubisoft, like, hey, we spent a bunch of time reinventing uh, our one of our franchises. Let's get another game out. Mm-hmm. Kind of like they spent a ton of time uh redefining what Far Cry was with Far Cry 3 and now they spit out 20,000 of those games same mm-hmm. with Assassin's Creed like it's what they do um, so I can see Breakpoint uh, it's probably going to be one of those I'm looking forward to it I mean I, I enjoyed Wildlands I could be down for it mm-hmm. I'll say that yep uh, I guess I'll wait no let me see what we have here huh last thing We'll talk a little bit more with E3 predictions, which is literally a month God, from fuck today. Shit. That stuff's going to happen. Fucking crazy. So, you know, what? Three or four weeks? Yeah. Maybe mm-hmm. we'll be doing it. But, um, you know, there's there's a lot of rumors of a Watch Dogs 3. Do you think that's still a thing that happens this year? Yeah. I think that's the one that they've been keeping under wraps. Yeah. But two big Ubisoft games in in the fall. It already leaked a little bit, right? That it's going to be in London. And And they also tweaked um, Watch Dogs 2's ending a little bit to kind of tease it. I still haven't played Watch Dogs 2. Dude, you should play Watch Dogs 2. It's so good. Actually, I have it. I have it too. Like, I I own it. I just haven't played it. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, but today we had another state of play from Sony. Uh, they did a quick presentation. Ten minutes. Um, led off with Monster Hunter World Iceborne expansion. It's coming out September not September 9th? Yeah. I thought it was the 6th. I thought it was the 6th too. I think they have yeah. the write-up incorrect here. Um but yeah, uh, also interesting to note that Monster Hunter World has become the most, the best-selling game of Capcom's history. Yeah. It shipped 12 million copies worldwide. Uh, I really never would have guessed that. I knew Monster Hunter was popular, but I never would have guessed that it would have yeah, sold 12 million copies. I mean, it's this, crazy. it's... It is a fantastic little game. I, I like, well, not little. It's fucking huge. Yeah. Like, there's so much stuff to do in it. They're constantly updating. They just finished up the, they had a spring event again uh, that they did. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, they, that game, it keeps, they keep supporting it pretty well, and they keep adding stuff. It's yeah. it's cool. Uh, the Iceborne uh, DLC looked really cool. I, li- I liked the uh, new monsters they showed off, and the new environment looks really cool. Mm-hmm. I like it. Uh, they also showed off... Uh, I forget what the order happened here. Uh, River Bond, which is a... Uh, which is a dungeon crawler that features some characters. I don't know. From other games, like Shovel Knight and Enter the Gungeon. It, it looks like one of those dungeon crawler games. Yeah. Uh, Sony Worldwide Studios uh, introducing Predator Hunting Grounds for 2020. Ilphonic is making it. Yeah. It's an asymmetric multiplayer game uh, where a team faces one player playing as the Predator. So, yeah, I guess that's a thing. Yeah, I, I mean, you does not inter- doesn't interest me. It's like 
it's like Evolve or Friday the 13th. Right. I mean, they're just attaching a, a big name. They're attaching a big IP to it. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't know. It's an interesting exclusive to have. Yeah. Kind of a second party thing. I mean, the Predator's a big, sort of big IP. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. That could be cool. Yeah. Uh, Friday the 13th found an audience. Evolve did not find an audience. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> it's kind of uh, hit or miss with that stuff. There was another trailer for a game away uh, where you, it appears you pay, you play as a flying tree squirrel and with other creatures out there. Yeah. It looks pretty neat. Uh, they also debuted a, a limited edition PlayStation 4. Um, I, yeah, sure. I mean, it's a little bit late to start to sell a new one of those, but mm-hmm. fine. They also showed off the Medieval remake, which you noted looked design-wise very much an old game. Yeah, in in an old game in, in the sense that it, I never played this game. It It does look like it could be fun. But, you know, maybe not mind-blowing in the way that, you know, Spyro is old, Crash is mm-hmm. old. Like, those games are fun to play. They're maybe not the best design. The value, in in the value increases how much you remember those games, And yeah. honestly. Uh, which I'm curious about. Like, if I, I never played Med- Medieval, if I would play Medieval, this remake, like, how much would I enjoy that? You know, obviously, like playing the Spire and Crash games, I'm a little, mm-hmm. you know, my perception's warped a little bit because I love those games. That was my childhood there. Yep. So, Medieval, com- yep. October. Yep, it's a good date for that just before Halloween. Yeah. And then the big thing they did was a trailer for the Final Fantasy VII remake, which looked pretty cool. Looks, They showed off a little bit of gameplay. I suspect it plays more like Final Fantasy 15 than it does Look like an it. old older uh, square game looked good I, I yeah. honestly thought it looked pretty good I do too um, I, I yeah it, I think it, it was it's definitely a surprise that they uh, revealed this um, just because this game's kind of been through some kind of reboots mm-hmm. I guess um, even since we saw that PSX 2015 footage, 2015, 2016, mm-hmm. whatever year that was. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it, it looks good. We'll see more at E3. Yeah. I wonder if we'll get any sort of date or anything. I highly doubt it just because of how long it was for like Kingdom Hearts 3 to get a date, but at least it's still happening. Yeah. But you, you, you've played seven. Yeah. The original, and you're you're into the change to a more action-oriented combat system. Yeah, I understand. Yeah, I I think that's that's a perfectly valid way to remake this game. I mean, the the dream of having a turn-based having it return as a turn-based game, like they don't make turn-based RPGs that look like this anymore. Mm-hmm. Like. Uh, a lot of the turn-based stuff you see comes out of like Sega Atlas like you see but it's a more stylized like kind of thing this I don't know this look I'm trying to imagine like what it would be turn-based and it just doesn't I don't think it makes sense I think with the work that they've done so far with with Final Fantasy 15 and I'm sure like 
they communicate with the team that did the uh, did Kingdom Hearts, like doing yeah. that 3D act, the third the third person action kind of stuff. Like they, that's just the direction that they know how to go. Yeah. Like it do, it doesn't make sense to try to go back. Do you know? Are they getting the original voice actors at all? Or, you know. What do you mean you, the original voice actors? I mean the voices in the trailer. Like is was the first game not voice acted? No. no okay. All right. <laughs> See, that's just me. I've never played seven, mm. which I know is a shame. Yeah. Literally, the only Final Fantasy game I played was fifteen. Yeah. <laughs> I enjoyed fifteen. <15. laughs> Yeah, no, no. Final so Fantasy this is the first time it's I, don't, being I think fully voiced. Yeah, I think like okay, the first fully voiced Final Fantasy game was ten. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I think ten was the right. first one with the voices. I think like mm-hmm. I'm trying to remember eight and nine, but I don't. I don't think they had voices. It was ten the first? It was on PS2. One? Yeah, and, and yeah. 3D. Okay. Um. Yeah, I need to play more Final Fantasy games. Mm-hmm. Faux show. That ten and ten two HD remaster goes on sale pretty often. It does. Twelves also I saw on sale. Twelve's a, few a times. weird one. That's, yeah. I've heard it plays a more like an MMO. A little bit, yeah. In terms of combat. Two questions with this. One, do they stick with the episodic format that they announced years ago? I'm not sure if I have the patience for that. I'm not sure if people do either. <laughs> I think that would be very But then again, what does it look if like if they it. release it all at once? Like, how long do we wait for that? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I mean, they, they literally have not said anything about it since. So I'm curious uh, what will come out, presumably around E3, of what that is. Two, does this game, whether episodic or not, come out before PlayStation 5 launches? presumably not all of 2020 Mm. so if it is episodic (laughs) i will hmm. no actually no doesn't matter either way no i I can see this being one of those dual situations of on ps5 and ps4 i mean if it's backwards compatible it doesn't matter if it's on ps5 or ps4 true that is very true indeed yeah interesting um but that yeah, that's that's pretty much it for the state of play. Uh, they kept it short. They yeah. did. They told you not to expect much ahead yeah. of time. They said it was hey, this is only ten minutes, and we don't have everything here. They definitely for. managed the expectations a lot better with this mm-hmm. one. Uh, and I I think t- it was ten minutes of like you know some yo of the stuff here's some cool. games exactly. I mean also, presentation wise, they don't do as much as say Nintendo does with their directs. Yeah. Um, but it's serviceable. Like it yeah. does, it does the job. Yeah. I also didn't expect uh, another one this soon either. Um, but then I also think this. They said they'll know, have another this, one. Yeah, th- they'll have another one, and I think it's it's showcasing that 2019 is going to be a softer year. Mm-hmm. And uh, there was also like some financial stuff that came out um, from Sony that they are expecting a more soft year, like software wise, which kind of alludes to the fact, I think a lot of people are focusing on the next generation of consoles. Yes. And that none of the big three first party games are coming out. If they're not expecting a big bump anywhere along the lines. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, last bit of news, uh, EA access, 
is coming to the PlayStation 4 for the first time. It's already been on Xbox One and PC, but finally it's on PlayStation 4. It's a service you pay for if you want to play EA's games early. Uh, yeah, or just th- just play games in the EA catalog. Yeah. Um, has significantly less reach on the PlayStation 4 due to backwards compatibility not being a thing. Mm-hmm. And it seems as though you pay for it per system. Yes. So, I don't know. I'm not sure if PlayStation's the right place to do EA access. But if that's all you've got, then, hey, it'll let you do things. Yeah, we'll see. I think the, especially with the 10-hour trials that EA acts at EA has shot themselves in the foot with some games mm-hmm. uh, with that. Um but I remember when EA Access first launched in, in Xbox One said, fine, put it on here. And Sony had like a really like baller statement of why they didn't want EA Access on PS4. It was like, we don't believe that, you know, PS4 players should pay an extra $5 a month for a service that blah, 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 blah. I, 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 I'll see if I can find the exact statement. But it was it was pretty like, okay, interesting. There's been two very different Sonys this generation mm-hmm. between the beginning and, and, yeah. and where we have been the past, let's say, two years. Yeah. And this was Sony at a very different time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> let see if I can find that quick. The last thing, it's not really news, but I saw um, CD Projekt Red tweeted, like, soon, my friends, soon. Oh, which God. is indicating E3. Yeah. They said that... that cyberpunk's at e3 but i'm starting to get a little worried that i'm gonna be buying you some asian food yeah 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 (laughs) i don't know man i I don't know i still don't think it's coming out this year but we'll see Mm. they're they're really communicating some some shit yeah and uh cd project red did open their uh merch store which (laughs) from word of mouth a lot of the cyberpunk stuff sold out quick um but yeah, people are definitely excited for it. I hope you're the one buying me dinner because, uh, I mean, either way, we're going to a pretty baller place to eat. Yes. I like that. I haven't eaten there in a while. I need to go back sometime. Yeah, it's a baller place. Oh, boy. You looking up that uh, statement? I think it, it's something yeah. along the lines of, like, it's not it's not worth it. It didn't add a good value mm-hmm. to the PlayStation gamers, what they said back in 2014. Mm. So I can... Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. We evaluated the EA Access subscription offering and decided that it does not bring the kind of value PlayStation customers have come to expect. Um, yeah very bold statement back yeah it's <laughs> a little bit rude yeah uh, here, here's the part uh playstation plus memberships are up more than 200 percent since the launch of the ps4 which shows that gamers are looking for memberships that offer a multitude of services across devices for one low price we don't think asking our fans to pay an additional five dollars a month for this ea specific program represents a good value to the playstation gamer <laughs> that's a fucking hard statement yeah <laughs> and that was gosh when was that July of 2014 god Whew. All right. different times 
different times indeed. Tyler, there aren't many games releasing this week, and none that I see that are really the big... There is no big one this week, but if you want to get... Uh, do I, I'll actually get us started here since you just read that. Do it. Dolings Arcade leads us this week on PlayStation 4. Dolings brings unique gameplay mechanics through its interesting characters and the world while combining together the best that all known Arkanoid games have to offer, polished with a modern look and design. Next up is For the King. PS4. For the King is a strategic RPG that blends tabletop and roguelike elements in a challenging adventure that spans the realms. Set off on a single player experience or play cooperatively both online and locally. None before you have returned from their journey. Will you put an end to the chaos? You know, that reminds me, I'm not sure if we mentioned it, but Slay the Spire is coming to PlayStation 4. Oh, really? Yeah. I think... I'm not sure if you would like that game or not. It's interesting. I, it's a roguelike deck building game. I'm not into deck stuff. Really? Card stuff. No. But the cards are like, hey, this card is for an attack. This is a different kind of attack that does different kind of damage and stuff. Yeah, I don't. I don't, I don't know. You should look. You should watch a video for it and see if yeah. that's something you'd like. Uh, but next up here we have Frain Dragon's Odyssey on PlayStation Four and Vita Digital Cross Buy. An odyssey to the world below. Set out in search for a miss in search of a missing girl, and venture out in a fantasy action RPG. Take on enemies with weapons and magic in quick-paced action battles. Explore dungeons, craft items, upgrade weapons, cook dishes, and enjoy your quest with a variety of original and colorful characters. Lost Artifacts, Soulstone is the next game. After the Soulstone is stolen during an auction in the National Museum, Claire and her helpers witness the revival of the Terracotta Armory, yeah, Terracotta Army and its emperor. Go on a journey through a country full of myths in this exciting casual strategy game, Lost Artifacts, Soulstones. Mm. Next is Lovecraft's Untold Stories on PlayStation 4. Lovecraft's Untold Stories is an action roguelite with RPG elements. Explore randomly generated levels based in HP Lovecraft's stories, fighting cultists and monsters from the mythos, improving your weapons and gear, solving puzzles, and looking for ways to defeat the great old ones and the outer gods. Uh, my big sister on PS4 and Vita. If that's the big sister in this art, she's a little creepy. A little bit. <laughs> my big sister is a game about two sisters trying to return home after being kidnapped by strangers. Cross multiple characters, players clear puzzles to advance through the game's story. With many secrets and multiple endings, you'll have your work cut out for you to get the ending the sisters deserve hmm. if you told me that a video game would be just two fun words I could probably guess this next game's name Party Arcade <laughs> on Playstation 4 digital Party Arcade is a family friendly game set in a virtual modern arcade starting with 13 addictive games players collect tickets unlock equipment skins and battle against family and friends at home or online around the world. All right. Next up is Puyo Puyo Champions. 
jump straight into fast-paced puzzle action with features fit for both friendly rivalries and competitive tournaments. Challenge your friends and family in local multiplayer or compete against players through online matchmaking. Built for all ages, this classic puzzle game has a surprisingly competitive edge. Mm. Next is Reverse Crawl. You ever try to crawl backwards? No. I haven't either. That's. Have you ever seen a cat do it, though? Yeah. It's, it's weird. It's it looks very weird when cats walk backwards. Yeah. <laughs> You're dead already. But such trifling inconvenience isn't going to stop you, the Revenant King, from reclaiming your throne. Reverse Crawl is a fast-paced, turn-based RP- strategy RPG that lit- lets you lead mobs of monster minions and back from the grave goons into the battle against elite armies of the dastardly Red Queen. Last game is Shakedown Hawaii on PS4 and Vita Cross by. Shakedown Hawaii follows three protagonists through a 16-bit open world filled with missions, side quests, arcade challenges, and empire building. Build your own legitimate corporation by sabotaging competitors, rezoning the land, and more. The entire island's up for grabs with the right business model. Hmm. Alrighty. Oh, God. Did Vampire Weekend put out more music? I guess so. Huh. <laughs> okay. Guess you can listen to Days Gone music. That is one thing that is uh, all right about that game so far. Mm-hmm. The music's been pretty on point. You could also watch the Stanley Cup playoffs on PlayStation View. Ooh. Into the Badlands series finale as well. Happy Death Day to you. Mm. Oh, yeah, shit, I've heard good things about that. Yeah, I uh, recently watched the first episode of Chernobyl, Hmm. which is on HBO. Holy shit, that is very good in a very horrifying way, because the first uh, episode just kind of goes over, kind of depicts the events of Chernobyl and when it actually started to happen, and that's a horrifying thing to imagine. It's crazy that we have these things, these nuclear power plants all over the world, you know, that could, that could just happen, <laughs> you know? I mean, if it's scary. Get, mm, yeah. If the right safety measures are in place, yes. it shouldn't happen. I think it has yes. to do something with maybe Russia cutting corners. Probably. Probably. And then also just, it's interesting um, to read up on it and everything about, you know, the Soviet Union at the time um, because this was towards the end of uh, before the Soviet Union fell um, and just interesting their mindset of like they had to spin it to not be as bad as it actually Mm -hmm. is to make them seem more tough Um, you know being in still someone in a cold war and all that stuff like it's it's fascinating I, I really recommend anyone watch it yeah also this weekend oh what i was just gonna say honestly it's probably better than game of thrones right now huh huh say i'm enjoying game of thrones final season a lot probably more than most but it has made some really weird decisions Hmm. okay that's all i'll say there's only two episodes left so rp shit i need to catch up (laughs) All right. Um, also, this weekend we have 
Indy, or we have Formula One. I think IndyCar, the Indy Five, no, the the Indianapolis Grand Prix is this weekend, not the Indy Five Hundred. Okay. Uh, and then Formula One is in Spain. Yeah, that's gonna be fun to watch. Mm-hmm. A lot of racing this weekend. I like race. Yeah, it's gonna be a good time. We might see Detective Pikachu. We have to talk about that. We do. I don't really know what the fuck's happening. Yeah. So we'll figure something out. After Pika this. Pika. Yeah. <laughs> That's gonna do it for us this week. Uh, thanks for sticking with us through some of the old news. Now we're on track on the march to E3. Oh God. Oh boy. Things might start happening now. Mm. Been in a very slow news cycle, but either one or two things are going to happen. Video games are going to one or three things. They're either going to leak, they're going to actually just be flat out announced, or Randy Pitchford's going to say fucking something dumb. I think we'll that third thing is about. almost guaranteed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. uh. Yeah, but hopefully there's some action for us to talk about next week. If you need to talk to us between now and then, you can do that via email at PlayStationReportPodcast at gmail.com. You can contact us on Twitter at PSReportPodcast. Give us ratings and reviews on your podcast app of choice and share us with your friends. And until next time, you can contact me at the Arctic Sloth or Tyler at Plugged On Vids, where we do, well, it's like a couple weeks old now, have an Avengers Endgame review. Yep. That's there. Yeah, that's there. That's the last thing that's been there. Yeah, you've been kind of busy. Gotta, gotta do the stuff. Gotta do some stuff. But yeah, until next week, be good to each other, play your video games, and... Boozer. Boozer.